we are going to be unveiling the life of God. We are going to be meditating from that side because all Jesus came to do was to make sure that we all enter into the life of God. We all begin to experience that very particular life. And so based on that this morning, we are going to be looking at that very particular life and then to see what that life entails for us this morning. All right. Um, it says uh, in the book of John chapter um, the book of John chapter 17, verse 22, John 17, 22. It says, uh, it says, I have given them the glory that you have given me that they may be one at us, which means Jesus Christ at this very particular level, when he was making this prayer, he was making us to understand that what he was doing then, I use the word was because he was on earth. What he was doing then was from a standpoint of a, of a force, of an image, of a, um, what's it called, a system that he, he was able to partake of that gave him the opportunity to do what he was doing on earth. And so based on that, because he knew how the earth is, because Jesus knew that the earth is full of trouble, the earth comes with its own gra-gra, the earth comes with its own trouble and stuff. So he understand what to do. And so based on that, for us to be empowered here on earth, empowered in your business, especially if you're a Christian, empowered in your career, empowered with the works of God upon your hand, either in the call that you've been called into, maybe you've called, you are, you are called into the five-foot ministry. For some of you, see, everyone of us is called. This is what I believe. Everyone of us is called. As long as you're a Christian, we are all called. It's just the fact that some are called on the pulpit, like my kind, but also majority of people are called on the marketplace. For instance, if you are a banker, you are called into that bank. If you are a politician, you are called into that place. So, not just because somebody says that you are called does not mean that automatically now you have to be running to the pulpit. The question you now need to do is to ask, where am I called to function? Where am I called to function? And so we are all called. But in us being called, we also need to understand that there is a glory dimension that enforces our reality. That is a glory dimension that enforces our reality. And so based on that glory dimension, this morning we want to see on the concept of the glory dimension, which is the blessing. Part of what the glory enforces is the blessing. The blessing just makes sure that it empowers us for us to be able to do. And that's what I believe with the blessing. The blessing is a symbol of empowerment. It's a symbol of empowerment. When a prophet or a man of God, a genuine in code, because these days now, yo, my dear, you just get, you get, you get frustrated as to some certain dramas that are happening. I don't know, this thing is beginning to type me here. Yep. So you just begin to get frustrated on things that are happening. So, and so when we talk about the glory, what, what, what are we talking about? We are talking about the fullness and the, and, the, and the essence of who God is. And that's what the glory is. And Jesus was saying to us in John 17, verse 22, he says, I have given them that fullness of who you are. I've given them the totality. The glory of a man is the totality of that man. Anything that makes a man, that is the glory, the totality of... So, when Jesus says, I have given them the glory, he was saying that God... The totality of who you are. I think on the Old Testament, it is known as the heavy weight. It is the heavy weight of glory. It is those very... It, 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 is, it is heavy. I don't know how to even try to explain it. It is something whereby, for example, I, I'm trying to think. Let me use myself as an instance. You want to be able to enjoy Darlington, Steve. If you can partake of the thing I partake of, you enjoy 
the glory I am enjoying it. So which means if you can partake of that very particular thing that Christ is saying, you enjoy of the glory that is in it. So the glory of Darlington is my world that you see. So which means I'm a replica of that very particular glory you're seeing. It's like going to going to a what I think well, I wanted to say if you <laughs> if you have a king in your village in my mind I'm like we're all blacks and average black people have kings I use the word average uh, because I know I'm saying that if you go to a kingdom let's say you go to the king's relatives kingdom no no the son yeah because I know he's he's late his son you go to his son because the son is the one now taking over you go to that kingdom this is what happened when you anything you see in that kingdom. Is the glory of that very particular guy. Anything you see. I know you say no, but his father was the one who built it for him and he just takes over from the father. Yes, but as long as he's there now, whatever the father left, it is now his reality. So that guy can veto a particular statement within his Zulu community or his Zulu nation and they are bound to take it. You'll be saying that, you'll be thinking that because he's small. See, that glory that is upon him now, entails that the universe of the Zulu nation must hear him. The same thing also applies to God's glory. When you partake of that very particular glory, of God's glory, you begin to enjoy. Let me read a particular scripture quickly so that you begin to see as we begin to prepare our mind for us to go into our confession. The Bible says in Romans chapter 8 verse 17. Romans 8 17. Romans chapter 8 verse 17. I'm trying to be slow so that you can catch this so that by the time we go make our, we go, um, what you call, do our confessions uh, because we are going to be doing as we did on Monday, which means I'm going to give you a thinking pattern. I'm going to direct your thinking. Then you are going to make your own confession according to your experience. You are going to make your confession. For example, if you are sick, the glory guarantees that you are healed. So you are going to make your own confession based on the healing that the glory provide. Now let's look at Romans chapter 8 verse 17. It says here, it says, and since we are his, I mean, since we are his children, he says we are his heirs. Indirectly, it's making us to understand that the day you give your life to Jesus, you become heir to that very particular glory. It says, since we are his children, it says we are heir to that very particular glory. It says, in fact, together with Christ, um, we are heir of God's glory. Together with Christ. For example, I'll still go back to this Zulu king, um, his late father. Now, do you notice that by the time the father was alive, this very particular young man who has taken over now the father's throne, every glory that the father represented, that boy represented it every so if the father because now remember that the moment the father was when the father was alive he was a prince and based on that very particular prince he can make a particular command there is a particular level of security that was with him there is a particular level of grace opportunity that if he goes anywhere and he says my name is prince whatever whatever putting his father's name attached to it doors will open for him the same thing also I'm trying to make you understand in Romans 8.17. You know, one of the things I've discovered with, 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 with us is the fact that just because we, we, we talk of this God's message, this God's word, and for some people it becomes like a joke. Like, what, what are these people saying? See, this is God's word himself. If you can accept this truth as simple, that's why I'm trying to use physical stuff as much as possible just to explain so that your mind can capture it. See, 
the level of life you are living is a total reflection of what your mind is thinking now. The level of life you are living now. If your mind can capture another level of thinking, your life will change. Your life will definitely change. Because the truth of it is the fact that if your mind does not change, your outcome doesn't change. If your mind does not capture the truth to say, I am of God, I am born of God. I think what's called John chapter 1 verse 13 make us to understand that we are born of God. We are born of God. Because we are born of God, we are partakers of that God's glory. And part of that God's glory guarantees a blessing upon our lives. It guarantees a blessing. First John chapter 5 verse 4. First John 5 4. It says here. It says whosoever is born of God. It says overcome the world. So which means part of God's glory carry an overcoming possibility. Where you overcome challenges, you overcome that business that is troubling you, you overcome things that are in your office that you don't understand. That part of God's glory carries that possibility of overcoming. We get to see when God, when God created man in the Garden of Eden, and after he finished, the Bible says, and God blessed them. The part of God blessing them is because his glory does not permit you to be cursed. It permits you to be blessed. Every children, every sons, every daughter of God, they are blessed. That's why part of his glory, he, he enforces that blessing upon them. And when he says, be blessed, I've taught you several times without number. The be blessed there means it carries that five things that we know. Be blessed. In that, inside be blessed, you have to be fruitful. You have to multiply. You have to replenish. You have to subdue. And you have to dominate. So the be blessed there, when you hear, when you, this is me saying it, when you hear somebody tell you, be blessed, indirectly they have, especially coming from a genuine man of God again, indirectly they have enforced five possibilities on your inside. The Bible says, and God blessed them. And God said, so which means he blessed them. The, the first thing that happened was the blessing. Was the blessing. Was the blessing. And after he blessed them and said, Go and be fruitful. <laughs> because he is trying to make man understand that my blessing you, it carries a potential of being fruitful. So you don't need a pastor to now tell you, you see, God help me. It's okay, let me not go there. You don't need, whereby somebody will now begin to tell you, be fruitful today, multiply. Mm -mm. The blessing carries fruitfulness. The blessing carries filling your earth. The blessing carries subduing it. The blessing carries having dominion. The blessing carries that. And the Bible says when God created man, God says, be blessed. Have you to notice that by the time man fall, which means the sin nature of the devil entered into man. Do you notice that when Jesus came, Jesus came to do a, Jesus came to do a, a, a retracing back. Guess where he traced us back to? Galatians chapter 3 verse 13 and 14. Galatians 3, 13 and 14. The Bible says there, it says when Jesus came to redeem man back, he redeemed man back to the blessing. And who was the person he used as a prototype? His name was called Abraham. Genesis chapter 3, 13 and 14, it says, it says Christ redeemed us from the causes of the law, which means operating under the law, it's a cause. It says by becoming a cause for us, it says for it is written, 
curse is everyone who is hanged on a tree. This is where I use, when you, when you see us, we make those confession, um, for example, like yesterday's confession, and in fact, all the previous days, where I say, I am not cursed because cursed is already hanged on the tree. I am blessed because it is now my covenant right. So when you are constantly bombarding your mind with the truth, when somebody comes to you tomorrow and tell you you have generational cause, you remember the scripture. Galatians 3.13, you tell him, Christ has redeemed me from the cause of the law. I am not cursed because my cause is already hanged on the tree. Jesus took my stead. He was hung on the tree. When Jesus was on that tree, hear me, you were the one on the tree. You were the one on that tree. Because remember, he took your place. Jesus was 100% God. There was no fault in him. The Bible even says, it says, if we had known, they would not have crucified Jesus. Because why? They made a big mistake. You see, that's the reason why he could not die. The reason why he went to the grave and, and, and went into hell, collected every of your blessing and he came out. Because why? The Bible says, for the wages of sin is death. Now, for Jesus, there was no sin found in him. So when he went into hell, he went into hell with Jesus carrying your sin in there. But when he get down there, the Lucifer look at it, they say, we've committed a treason. There is no way we will keep this guy here because from him looking at him, he did not commit any sin. And all of a sudden, hell had to vomit him back and he came back on the totem. But guess what? When he was coming out, he came with a blessing. And that's how the Bible says, if you believe of him, you will never wake up or see me one day because it, it is not in the scripture. It has not been justified anywhere in the Bible that you communicate with the dead for you to now know what is happening in your life. No. Jesus did not do that. We didn't see any everybody say, and, and Jesus went to the grave to communicate with the ancestors of Abraham and Abraham's spirit says, where? I've seen that happen, especially in this part of the world where I am currently. I've seen it a lot. A lot. You hear somebody is in church and the next minute is going to consult to find out uh, what is my mother saying. Your mother is saying nothing. Whoever is talking to you is that person consulting from the familiar spirit, which is the demonic world where he belongs or where she belongs. Your mother is not saying nothing. So you now take that thing, then you begin to cry, begin to feel emotional. Do you notice that the moment you are subscribing to that thought, you are partaking of the devils of that person? You are. You are partaking of that devil. You are partaking of that devil. So please let the dead remain dead. Don't let somebody come tomorrow and start lying to you, telling you that your spirit, your mother or your father, your auntie or your cousin or whoever, they are trying to talk to you. It's a lie. It's a lie from hell. They are dead. Their spirit is gone to heaven. And they are, well, heaven or hell, because there's two destinations on that side. They are gone. They are not operating here on earth at all. Forget it not. Anybody that comes and tells you, no, your mother, your mother is here. She's touching you. It's not your mother. It's a demon spirit. It's not your father. It's a demonic spirit. I'm helping you. So that you bail yourself out from that trouble. Now, the Bible here says, it says for Abraham, Jesus has come to redeem us back to Abraham. Why for Abraham? I'll give you the reason why. The Bible says Abraham believed God and it was counted for him for righteousness. Abraham now become a prototype that if you can believe. If you notice, Abraham did not begin to bind and begin to do all stuff and begin to believe his ancestors and begin to go consult oracles and all those things. See, it's even funny for Abraham. Let me say this. Do you notice that if you read Genesis chapter 11, because I think it's Genesis chapter 12, Abraham now moved out. If you read Genesis chapter 11, Abraham was actually from a pagan family. 
though he was a pagan. Indirectly, Abraham served his, his first encounter. He served the, I mean, the fathers of Abraham. They were serving, they were idol worshippers. But Abraham just knew of the truth that there is a God. Why would I be worshipping stone and stuff? And God saw something about Abraham. The same way God is saying something concerning you right now. God saw a particular, okay, this guy is different. He's not subscribing to the altars of his father. He's not subscribing to the ancestors of their father's house and stuff. And the Bible says, and God called him. And when God called him in Genesis chapter 12, do you notice that God said, leave your father's house? indirectly what god was making him to understand leave the system of a father's house because that cannot guarantee my blessing it can't guarantee my blessing you want to enjoy all of me you have to leave now there are many of us who wants to enjoy god's blessing we want to enjoy god's glory we want to enjoy this, the fullness of who god is but yet we are still participating on the altars of our father's house i'm sorry it's not going to work yeah it, it ain't working let me say it like white people i mean what's americans it ain't working it's not going to that's why the one minute you are saying, no, but I prayed. But you know that after you prayed the morning, the afternoon, you were visiting your ancestors. It can't work. God is not a author of confusion. It can't. I'm saying all this with passion because I'm seeing this new devil called this spirit of the dead that is currently now cascading this very particular nation. I pray tonight that they will not find you in the name of Jesus. For you to see that the blessing was very important, we get to see a particular man called Esau and Jacob. They fought for the blessings. They fought for the blessings. They were fighting to the point that Jacob ended up winning that very particular blessing because Esau just played with it, thinking that it's nothing. And the Bible says concerning Jacob, I mean concerning Jacob, and Isaac blessed Jacob. We saw that also with Abraham. Abraham blessed Isaac, but he gave gift to Ishmael. So be quick to receive blessing because the blessing comes with five possibilities that guarantees your establishment on earth. As we begin to bring our thought to a close before we go to our meditation, let's look at this few scripture. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 6. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 6. Remember we've read Romans 8, 17. Please see, if I'm doing all this scripture, I know that Mom um, Angela is not posting a thing because I also want her to meditate also so that she can take her time because she's doing a lot of work on Thursdays and Sundays and I really appreciate you, ma'am. And the reason why for me we are not posting the scripture now is because we want you that after you've finished that scripture you are writing, take time and go back again and read it. Because this is how this thing produces. You don't just hear the message once and you forget. The Bible says faith cometh by hearing and your continuous hearing of that word of God. Your continuous hearing. Not just I hear it yesterday is okay. No. The reason, for example, why we do podcasts and all these things, it's just to make sure that you have rock, you, you can go back to it. Like, okay, I don't understand what happened. You go back to it. I remember, it's funny, I was going somewhere yesterday, and the, the, the message I decided to play was, today, today, today is nine? Yes. The message I decided to play was day seven on. I was playing day seven on in the car, driving. Because, and as I was driving, I was praying because, see, it was Pastor Darlington that preached to. Darlington needs to get blessed. So there's even between Darlington and Pastor Darlington. Pastor Darlington preached. People are getting blessed. Darlington needs to be blessed. So I go there, but it's time I choose as okay, fine, because I knew that there are some certain things that Pastor Darlington said that Darlington needs to capture for his own world. By the time I got there, I said, hey, I know that there is something that, it was not in the book, it was Holy Spirit that gave me that very particular word. Then all of a sudden, I started praying that while driving in the car. We do all this because we want your faith to be strong, so that you are not carried away by this, I use the word, this quick-skinned devils. 
you are not carried away the word of god works it only takes people who are willing to work it to make the word works hear me i'll repeat it again the word of god it works it only takes people who are willing to work it to make the word of god work for them and i pray you will be one of them in the name of jesus ephesians chapter 2 verse 6 ephesians 2 verse 6 it says here and he had raised us up together who has raised us up together he's talking about god and made us to sit in heavenly places in christ jesus so which means you are not seated in hell you are not seated in your house i know you are currently now lying in your bed or whatever posture you are seeing in your house to listen to me you are not the one seated your position is in heaven he says he has raised us up together in heavenly places in christ jesus that's where you are you are you have been raised the glory of god does not permit you to remain down so if your mind can capture that i am raised then all of a sudden you can begin to raise the expectation of your life you can begin to raise the expectation of your business because why i'm raised i'm not on the ground anymore i'm not limited people's experience of me does not matter it is what the word of god says that matters to me because why i'm raised up with christ if christ is seated far above i'm seated far above i'm not limited by my circumstance now this are where all this dangerous confession that we make and sometimes because you don't see where the scripture is coming from you just like ah pastor darlington just have a nice word that he's saying no it's not a nice it's not a nice word i discovered it's a nice word that is in god that i'm making it simple for you to be able to interpret and play with ephesians chapter 1 verse 3 Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3. After then we'll be going into our confession. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3. It says here. It says, Blessed be the God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God, the God who is always blessing us. And the Father of Jesus who came to die for us. It says, who has blessed us. We have been you see, I want somebody to say this after me because I need I need I need I need you to say this. Say this after me. I am generationally blessed and I'm not cursed. I am blessed beyond measure. I am blessed to prosper. I am blessed to reign. I am blessed for promotion. I am blessed to rule. And I'm blessed to dominate. My dear, you are blessed. I want you one more time to put your hand on your head and just in 30 seconds, just speak wherever you are. I'm blessed today. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm not cursed. I don't care what the ancestor says. I don't care what is the pattern I'm seeing in my family right now. I'm blessed. I'm not cursed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. God loves me so much more than the devil hates me. I'm blessed. Somebody declare that. God loves me so much more than the devil hates me. Say it with boldness. I'm loved so much by God more than the devil hates me. I'm loved so much by God more than the devil hates me. I'm not cursed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed to prosper. I'm blessed to succeed. I'm blessed to walk in the newness of Christ. I'm blessed to walk in the possibility of God. My mind is blessed. My thinking is blessed. Somebody declare this. Wherever you are, just be saying it. My mind is blessed. My business is blessed. My political career is blessed. My industry is blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed as I go out. I'm blessed as I'm coming in. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. And yes, you are blessed. You are blessed. It says here again, Ephesians chapter 1, 1 verse 3. 
He said, Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who had blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessings that we need in heavenly places. Remember why it used the word heavenly spiritual blessing? Because you are a spirit being, literally having an earthly experience. You are. That's why you see all these familiar spirits want to contaminate your heavenly spirit being just to make sure that you accept of their own spirit. I think I once said it here. Um, I, I don't know if I said it or maybe I said it in passing to, to some of my friends. I said, see, the spiritual world has different kinds of spirit. There are different kinds of spirit in the spiritual world. There's the good spirit and there's the bad spirit. Let's just make them two so that we don't then begin to, I don't want to now begin to go into spirit and demonologies and all those things. I don't like teaching that because that's not what I'm called to teach. I have a knowledge of it, but I don't teach it because why? My business is to teach you Christ. If I can make you focus on the finished work of Christ, you will not mind the idiot called the devil. The guy is too minor. I'm not going to take one hour and start teaching you demons. What, what nonsense is that now? No. I'm not, I'm not against people who teach demons in their church. That's, that's their call. I'm not called for that. I'm called for you for the rested life. That's why you will never hear me give, give 30 minutes to just talking about demon. Why? No, there's no need. I've just shown you now in the book of Galatians that we read, Galatians chapter 3, verse 13 and 14. You have been redeemed from the curse of the law. Curse, it's on Jesus. So I don't need to start telling you about curses again. There's no need. Jesus has took it and that settles it. Now it says here, it says, who had blessed us in Christ with all spiritual blessing. Somebody say it again one more time. I'm blessed with all spiritual blessing. And I have the knowledge to make that spiritual blessing to become my reality here on earth. And that's the truth. If you can capture that truth that you are blessed with all spiritual blessing. See, like I said, you are, you are a spirit being that is just having an earthly experience. So don't allow the earthly things that you see to override the reality of what the Spirit is saying. If you are, if you are a big boy in the Spirit, enforce that reality to become, on, I mean, to become your reality on earth. So now, as we begin to go into, into our meditation point, uh, point number one here that we're going to do, we're going to do it like we do on Monday, so that you'll be able then tomorrow, I will now come with a proper confession. But today, I want us to do it like we do on Monday where I'm going to pick one of the scripture that we've just talked and think about it. And what is the one of the scripture I, I want us to talk today? I want us to talk about the scripture of John 17, 22. Remember, we've been using that scripture from since on Monday. John 17, 22. John 17, 22 says here, it says, I have given them the glory that you have given me. I have given them the glory. So which means, I want you to say this after me. I have the glory of God and it is operational in my life. Say it again. I have the glory of God and it is operational in my life. Now, just as you made that simple confession, the glory of God is literally in you now. So it's literally in your hand now. Now, the ability for now you to use that glory to begin to shape your garden. Remember, we've been talking about this garden since on Monday. It says, I have given them. So if God says he has given them, who is the them? It is every born-again child of God. Haven't you noticed in the, the scripture we've read in the book of Romans? It makes us to understand Romans chapter 8, verse 17. It makes us to understand. It says we are seated with Christ. You say we are heirs of God's glory. We are seated with Christ. We are heirs of God's glory. Now, before we begin to, before I begin to paint a picture for you, 
what is in that glory that glory like i said to you earlier on that glory it is the heavy weight it is the power it is a it's a kind of a power of god let me use the word a kind of because it's the total sum of who god is it is called the glory of god the total sum of who god is is his glory and so it's a kind of power and what is in that very particular power the ability for it to resurrect the ability for it to deliver the ability for it to make you overcome the ability for it to make you transformed that's why the bible says be ye transformed that my glory can transform you but it can only transform you if your mind can capture the truth so the glory of god can transform it can also changes you. We saw that in the book of, I think if I'm not mistaken, Hebrews chapter 1 verse 3. Um, I, I don't know if it's Hebrews 1 verse 3. I'm, I'm, I, I, please, you can pardon me. I choose to be corrected. Where it says, I'm looking for the scripture where he says, it says, for as we behold him, we are changed from glory to glory. As we behold him. So which means the glory of God carries the power to change us. And also what then does it does again? It carries the power to empowers us. It empowers. And what is that empowerment? It's the anointing. It's what I call the edge. The anointing that just positions you, that makes men look at you, your result, and they are wondering. It's that, that empowerment makes men begin to see your possibility. It makes your light shine. It gives you visibility. It makes men run, come to you to want to do business with you. So we are going to meditate this morning. Remember the Bible says in the book of John chapter 1 verse 13, it says that we are born of God. Say it after me. If you know you are born again, just say it after me. I am born of God. God is my father. I share an inheritance with Jesus because I am loved by God. And that's the truth. You are born of God. I know you say no, but I just make a confession. I didn't see you are born. Just believe it. You are born of God. Now we are going to make a declaration. And what is the declaration you are going to do? Remember, we are looking at John 17, 22. It says, I have given them the glory. I have given them the glory. Inside that glory, I just said to you, it has the power to deliver. Now, I want you to begin to look. What is that thing you want to do today? I want you to begin to speak the glory of God there. Literally, begin to speak the glory of God. I declare the glory of God upon my business today. Let the glory of God go in. You are the, remember now, you are the carrier of the glory of God. You are co-heir. I, I don't want you to begin to beg. Haven't you noticed that it, the, the, the son or a daughter of a king does not beg for food? They command. They even command their father's, their father's mate, I want pap. The, the mate does not have to, he will go and get pap there. Otherwise, if that very particular prince points that person and say, be fired, it's gone. Do you know that if the father is not around and the prince fires somebody, if the father comes, the father can either want to veto it or change it. But I promise you, the voice of a king is also echoed in their children. And that's who you are. You are here. You share glory with Christ. So now begin to open your mouth wherever you are and begin to declare by the glory of God, I am a partaker of this glory. By the glory of God, I am a partaker of this glory because of my union in Christ. Remember, we are still in our union. Because of my union in Christ and my new birth experience, I partake. Somebody declare that. I partake today 
as I'm going out to my marketplace, I partake of this glory. I partake of this glory as I go. See, the glory carries wisdom. Comes in that glory is wisdom. It is, it is, it's, a, it's not the wisdom of this world. It's a wisdom that sees beyond this world. It can transcend beyond generation, shoot into the heavens, come back on earth, and yet it's still delivered. So, which means this glory carries a wisdom. I partake of this glory. Open your mouth and just begin to make that confession. You know how your day looked like today. Begin to enforce the glory. That now that I know that I'm a prince, now that I know that I'm a princess, now that I know that this is my reality, that literally my father is the king and I share the same glory. And so therefore I declare this morning that the glory speaks for me as I go out. The glory of God speaks to me as I go into my marketplace. The glory of God speaks to me as I go into, into my negotiations. The glory of God goes. And what is the glory of God? Like I said to you, is the fullness of who God is. So which means carrying that glory into that place. Before you know what is going on, there are stuff the glory will be doing that you don't know because you are a carrier of that glory. Open your mouth and begin to make that declaration. I partake of the glory of God. I'm a partaker of the glory of God. I'm a partaker of the glory of God. Somebody declare, I partake of the resurrection power. I partake of the resurrection power of God, which means anything that is dead in your life, begin to wake them up. Remember the scripture we read, you have a fountain of life in you. I'm a partaker of the glory of God. And so therefore, I resurrect. I resurrect. My marriage that is about to die, I resurrect. If as for some of you, you are divorced, but you still want to go back to your partner, and your partner also still wants you, and all of a sudden, you guys don't know why. I resurrect my marriage back again, and watch that glory goes in and change both the man and even yourself. Before you know what's going on, you guys are back again. I resurrect. By the power of God, I resurrect. I resurrect. The glory makes resurrection possible. The glory makes resurrection possible. It also makes deliverance possible. It makes deliverance possible. It makes you to deliver beyond comparison. It makes you to deliver results that men are wondering. How do you pull this? The glory of God carries it. So this morning, I begin to declare, there is a resurrection power of God operating in my life today, and there is a grace for me to deliver. For those of you who wants to deliver in your work today, this is your prayer. The glory of God, I deliver today. I deliver today. I deliver today. I deliver today. For some of you, for example, I'm praying this very particular prayer for my wife because she works in the entertainment industry. I deliver. My brain, my wife's brain is sharp. <coughs> <coughs> my wife's brain is sharp. I declare she delivers. She delivers scripts that are full of ideas. <coughs> She delivers scripts that are full of solution. I deliver. I deliver. <coughs> I don't know how I managed to forget my water. <coughs> I'm sorry about that. <coughs> yes. <coughs> I deliver today. <coughs> I deliver. I deliver. The devil is a liar. He's trying to get my voice. He can't succeed. I deliver. I deliver. The power of God, I deliver. I deliver. <clears throat> don't worry, I'm trying to get my voice back. Uh, my wife is helping me to get water. I don't know, I just, just escaped my mind. As, please be praying, I'm fine. Trust me, I'm fine. There's nothing wrong with me. I just need my voice to be clear. I deliver. I deliver today. It says that we have the glory. I deliver. I deliver. Somebody open your mouth where you are. Speak to your day. 
and also begin to say that this glory of God, it sponsors an overcoming reality. It sponsors an overcoming reality. Thank you, sweet. I appreciate it. Thank you. <clears throat> yeah, now I'm good. So now I want you to open your mouth also. Still, we are still on the glory of God. We are still on the glory of God. I want you to now know that this glory can also help you overcome. You know why? The Bible says in the book of First John chapter 5, verse 4, it says, For whosoever is born of God overcome the world. Whosoever is born of God. So which means God is making us to understand that my glory can help you overcome. If only you can accept of this glory of mine, you can overcome. You can overcome. So open your mouth and begin to say today, Lord, every challenge that is confronting me, I overcome it. Every challenge is confronting me. I overcome it. For some of you, maybe there is this client that is just being stubborn. Lord, I overcome. I overcome this morning. I overcome. Begin to declare that upon your life. Begin to make the declaration. Lord, as I call this person back again, no matter the obstacle, I overcome. No matter. In fact, I melt the obstacle because why? You are a carrier of God's glory. You are carrying the fullness of who God is. Open your mouth and just begin to make that declaration. Lord, I overcome today. Number one, remember that the glory can help you resurrect. The glory can help you deliver. The glory now can help you overcome. It sponsors an overcoming reality. It sponsors an overcoming reality. Open your mouth wherever you are. Don't keep quiet. Speak to your day. Speak to your day. This is what we're doing. Speak to it. Before you get to that meeting, in less than... What's it called? In less than 15 minutes from now, we're going to be finishing. Before you get to that meeting, speak to the day. Command the day. The battles of today, I overcome it. The challenges that comes, God, you give me wisdom. And as you are saying you overcome, this is what begins to happen. You then begin to get ideas on how to overcome those challenges. Where your boss is trying to set you up to fail, Lord, I overcome. All of a sudden, they send you that email. You look at the email, you can tell, ah, something is wrong here. And God give you wisdom on how to reply that email in just two sentences and pa, you overcome. I overcome. So when you use the word I overcome, it's not just you just jumping that bridge. No, it's a wisdom on how to go about it. Lord, I declare today, I overcome the challenges of today. I overcome the challenges of today because why? See, challenges will come. You need an overcoming grace, an overcoming power for you to overcome those challenges. Lord, I overcome it. Lord, I'm not ignorant of the vices of the devil. I know that the devil is a roaring lion seeking for who to devour. But Lord, I overcome. Every arrow they shoot today, Lord, I overcome it. I speak to the remaining 24 hours of today. I mean, the remaining... 18 hours of today, I overcome. I overcome. Every hours of today, Father, no matter what is short to me, because of your glory upon my life, because of your glory upon my ministry, because of your glory upon the works of my hand, Lord, I overcome the challenges. In the name of Jesus, I overcome. I overcome. Somebody declare that I'm an overcomer. I'm an overcomer. That's your name. Yes, I'm an overcomer. I overcome. I overcome. In the name of Jesus. What is again though this glory carries? This glory carries grace for transformation. You just become transformed. You transformed into the image of Christ. You transform into the reality. Imagine if you transform into the image of Christ, which means everything that cannot stop Christ cannot stop you. 
That's what it literally means. When you are now transformed into the image of Christ, which means wherever Christ goes, look at Christ. Everywhere Christ goes, he was, he was a solution. He was a miracle worker. Everything that he touches prosper. He has a mildly touch. In fact, things just begin to configure themselves to accommodate Jesus. To the point that Jesus even died. His grave, I mean, what's it called? His body could not fall into that very particular general grave. Something must just happen to the point that Joseph of Arimathea gave him his own brand new grave. In his death, he was dead, but yet because he's, this is Jesus we're talking about. His body cannot be, that's why, for example, you hear me, your pastor tell you that, see, I'm a celebrity pastor. If you want to kill yourself on that, that's your problem. My relation, what's called my revelation is my own truth. That's your issue. I'm a big boy. I'm not saying that people who are poor, I can't mingle with them. I can mingle with them, but trust me, I can be at the top to help them there. I don't need to be with them there. That's my reality. And the same thing also with you. You don't need to be with the poor to help them. You can stay in Stain City and go to, for lack of a better word, one of the poor communities there and help them. Now, that's who you are. So don't apologize for the level where you are now. All of a sudden, this, this black Twitter and people are making you feel bad. My friend, declare this. I'm transformed in the image of Christ. I'm transformed. I don't chill with small things anymore. I do big projects. I do big contracts. Somebody call your contract. Call that job. Call that thing because why? You are transformed now. You are transformed in Christ. You are transformed to the fullness of who Christ is. Remember yesterday and on Monday, the fullness of the Godhead it dwells in you bodily begin to talk your talk it is your talk if they want to complain let them go and complain it is your voice write your name on the things you want to see write your name on the things you want to experience let your voice go to the marketplace and bring you your your bentley bring you your job bring you your letter bring you your promotion bring you your assets my friend begin to declare lord i'm transformed Lord, today as I go out, my transformed state attract the transformational reality. My transformed state attract the transformational reality. As I'm transformed into your image, I'm transformed into possibilities. Lord, this level of my transformational reality, I benefit of the of this level grace. Lord, if this level grace comes with a billion dollars, Lord, I receive of it. Lord, my transformation gives me possibility. My transformation gives me access. My transformation gives me opportunity. I speak today based on the glory of God operating upon my life. I'm transformed to receive the contract. I'm transformed to receive the help. I'm transformed to receive the project. I'm transformed to do my job today. I'm transformed in the name of Jesus. What else again does this transformation does? Is the fact that this transformation, it forces that change is a person. Is a force that changes a person. It says we are changed as we behold. Lord, today I'm changed. The same one they saw me yesterday to think that I'm a failure. I'm a total different person today. Lord, I declare that today I'm a change agent. As I go into my marketplace, I change the situation. Every problem that is happening, Lord, I carry solution in my head. I'm a result-driven person. As I go there, I bring solutions to the mountains of influence where I'm currently at. People see me and they come with their problems. I give them solution. They come with their challenges. I give them solution. They come with their issues. I find a way out for them because why? I'm a changed person. As I'm changed, my things change. My finances change. My career change. 
change my expectation change my experience change my lifestyle change my spiritual life change somebody begin to speak that this morning speak that to yourself i'm a changed person i'm not the way you used to see me i know you knew me yesterday but sorry please update yourself this is a brown new Dalentina. today is day nine it's not day eight the one you know day eight has changed it denied today is a different ball game treat me with this change perception if you can't treat me with my denying then leave me alone i'm meant for the top i refuse to be at the bottom i'm meant for the upper i have no experience with the downside i'm above only i don't think beneath because i'm changed somebody began to declare that i'm changed i'm not short-sighted i see far i don't see closer i see big things i don't see small stuff the fullness of god that is in me and so therefore i experience god i do god today i do god in my marketplace i do god in my finance i do god in my business i do god in my career somebody declare that declare that declare that open your mouth and declare that sparash declare that declare that this morning remember the, the glory of god it carries the power to deliver the glory of god it carries the power to resurrect the glory of god it carries the power for you to overcome the glory of god it carries the power for transformational reality the glory of god it carries the power to change you as a person and finally the glory of god it empowers it gives an empowerment it's an empowered ability somebody declared i'm anointed today oh see i want you to say that with i want to say to the swag i'm anointed today as i go out today i'm anointed the anointing brings good things for me. The anointing attracts favor for me. The anointing makes men see me and they favor me. As I step out today, people see me, they just want to help me. They see me, they just want to come to my place. They see me, they just want to do business with me. Lord, as I knock the door, they open the door and they see me, they do business. When they hear my name, they choose to partner with me. I don't care how many CVs is on the table, but because I'm anointed, my CV comes from the down, comes on top, and I get the job. I'm anointed for possibility. I'm anointed for for advancement i'm anointed for breakthrough i'm anointed to do too i'm anointed to do more i'm anointed to do plenty i'm not limited by people's experience because i'm anointed i'm not limited by my boss opinion of me because i'm anointed i'm not limited by the government what you call reality because i'm anointed the kingdom of god is my reality the glory of god is my reality somebody declared that this morning we are going to stop here but declare that i'm anointed i'm anointed i'm anointed and as you are declaring the anointed say what you are anointed for to do i'm anointed to preach the gospel as i preach the gospel the blind sees the deaf hears the lame walk the crippled stand everything that is not working in people's life begin to work i'm anointed for me to preach the good tidings to the poor i'm anointed to transform people's life i'm anointed to make people know that christ is real i'm anointed to bring down every antichrist i'm anointed to deliver people from the oppression of the devil why because i'm anointed do you notice I'm saying that now from my pastoral office? Say your own in the marketplace. I'm anointed for me to make profits. I'm anointed for me to make sure that my company expands. I'm anointed to be able to give solution. My product goes in out to the market and people buy it. Why? Because it's anointed. An anointed person as I am, as I go for that board meeting, even though they don't like my face, they accept me because I'm anointed. Somebody declared that this moment. In the next two minutes, just open your mouth and begin to speak.
speaker. I don't know what you want to see happen for you today, but begin to speak it this morning. I don't know what you want to experience, but begin to speak it. In just two minutes, open your mouth right now. I'm anointed in the name of Jesus. I'm anointed. Lord, I declare this morning, as I go into my marketplace, as I go into my ministry, as I go for my counseling session, Lord, I'm anointed. I'm anointed to produce. I'm anointed for deliverance. I'm anointed to solve people's problem. Lord, no challenges will be able to overpower me today because I'm an overcomer. I overcome people. I overcome their systems and their strategy. No weapon form against me shall prosper. And every every one that rises against me, God, because of the glory of God upon me, it shall be condemned. I condemn everything that is condemned by heaven. If heaven condemn it, I also condemn it. Everything that Christ accepts, I also accept it. Somebody begin to make your declaration. Speak. Command the remaining 18 hours. Father, even though I am taking a nap, I'm making money. I'm making money per second. I'm making money per minute. I'm making money per hour. Lord, nothing short in my pocket. My pocket always have all the needs met. By the time I need to buy that product, I don't need to be a fasting and praying. I just buy it in cash. Because why? I'm anointed. As I go in to do my daily business, Lord, the doors are opening for me. The systems are changing for me. Protocols are being bent for my sake because I'm anointed. When men think that nothing good is going to come out of my life, watch me do God because I'm anointed. The God's grace is upon my life. I am not what people say I am. I am what God says I am. He says, I am born of God, and so therefore, I overcome the world. The system of this world cannot get me, because I'm anointed. As I bring my proposal, as I bring my idea, I pray today, because of the anointing of God upon my life, it finds expression. It is accepted in the market. It is accepted in the corridors of influence, because why? I'm anointed. Thank you, Father. Lord, we give you all the glory this morning. I pray for everyone this morning, Father, that have come to put their voice to you, knowing too well that the glory of God is upon their life. Lord, I bless them with the blessings of the Lord this morning. I declare upon your life that as you step out into your marketplaces, as you step out into your sector, the anointing of God will speak upon your life in the name of Jesus. I declare that every word that you have said, you will handle the work of it in the name of Jesus. I pray for you today that devourers will not see you. Plague will not come near your dwelling. Whatever destroyed people's life and business will never see your business in the name of Jesus. I put a prophetic seal upon your life today that as you go out into your marketplace, go out into your place of work, I declare that you will find solution in the name of Jesus. I open doors for somebody this morning. I don't know who you are, but I open doors for you. I open brown new doors for you. I know you said I'm tired working in this organization. Now you don't know if anything can happen. God sent me to tell you today, new doors are opening for you. New doors are opening for you. In fact, I just see somebody, you're about to get a, a letter today. A letter today is coming to your hand. A letter is coming to your hand. Today, please let me know. Share the testimony. The letter is coming to your hand. A letter is coming to your hand. And so shall it be in the name of Jesus. Lord, I bless your son and your daughters this morning. Lord, as they go out, angels of this commission, I send you to back them up in every place they find themselves today in the name of Jesus. 
thank you father in jesus name we pray and god's people saying amen